A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, if you want more from us, then please do consider checking out Redmen Plus as a club legend. That is the top tier that gets you extra perks and benefits access to our exclusive club legend Discord chat. It will also give you free merchandise every year and a whole host of bonus features. Get involved on our club legends show. You can be on a show with the cast and crew of Redmen TV every week and a whole host of extra bonus perks as well as all the usual brilliant videos and podcasts go to redmenplus.com and sign up as a club legend hey guys hope you're well you're about to watch a clip from our latest edition of our Liverpool library series i spoke to authors phil mcnulty and jim white authors of red on red the brilliant book about a massive rivalry between liverpool and manchester united so yeah the entire show is streaming right now in video and podcast form over on redmenplus.com so go over there and check it out but yeah here's a clip from me phil and jim but we haven't really ever seen these two teams who are rivals at the top of the table together it's always been one or the other like almost like yeah. trying to catch each other Ferguson yeah. says knocking them off the pitch that yeah. famous yeah. quote he says that, that is strange isn't it you've never like Barca and Real Madrid are ranged oh, themselves yeah, like 2-2-2 yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah, two. Yeah. we've never really seen that and yet the hatred and the rivalry still it's there. very strange when we started looking into it that the first big game we found where they met each other was the 1977 FA Cup final and you think well you know Liverpool great era on the Shankly in the 60s United great era under Busby in the 60s and yet they missed each other and there are other little things as well as you say there's never been a close Manchester City Liverpool style title race between United and Liverpool we spoke to Robbie O'Neill the actor and he came out with a great quote he said if the recent title races have been between Liverpool and United rather than Liverpool and City he said they'd be making films about them yeah. he said it's Ali versus Frazier again in football terms and it, it is amazing how they just managed to miss each other even when in the 2000s, quite a lot of years, three out of four semi-finalists in the Champions League were the English clubs. Liverpool and Manchester United always missed each other. Liverpool seemed to draw Chelsea every couple of years, but they always missed Manchester United for one reason or another. There was the Europa League game, which Liverpool won two or three years ago. But there is this thing where they've just missed each other. And Jim used a good phrase when we were speaking to somebody earlier, saying it's almost like there's not enough oxygen in the air to sustain both of them being massively successful at the same time. And the gap now between Liverpool and Manchester United is, in my opinion, both as clubs and as football teams, it's a chasm now. Yeah. The interesting thing, when one is down and the other is, you know, one is down looking up at the other, they... It, the envy spreads right across the, the, the board. So the, in the director's box, you know, they're looking, how can we be more like them? 
You know, so you, you talk, we speak to Rick Parry in the book, who in the early noughties, how can we be more like United? What, can, what are we doing? What are they doing right that we're not doing? And now it's absolutely the opposite. It's everybody at Manchester United thinking, well, what, what, what are we doing? Why are we getting our recruitment wrong, whereas Liverpool are getting theirs right? And it's almost as if they're role models. Yep. And yet they're hated. It's a really interesting dynamic. Well, when Liverpool were at the real pinnacle, sort of 70s, 80s, Peter Robinson, who's the chief executive, used to say to people, and Jan Morby released the story in the book, he said, things are great now. He said, but if the other lot get it right, we could be in trouble. And the other lot wasn't Everton or anybody else. The other lot was Manchester United. And Jan also said in, in, in the book that, he said, it's strange that people talk about Liverpool and Manchester United as this great title rivalry. He said, Liverpool's rivals over their great years were Nottingham Forest in the late 70s, then it was Aston Villa when they won it in 81, then it was Everton for two or three years, then it was Arsenal, even Leeds won it in that period. It was never Liverpool and United challenging each other, which is a really unusual thing when you look back at it. I want to speak about the, the Daglish Ferguson thing, I started with you, it was like, here's two guys from Scotland, not even from here, and yet I think if anyone dislikes Man United or Liverpool more, it's those two. Like there are odds with each other all the time. They bought into it as well, and I feel like, like for example, now Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp, I don't think he will ever disdain Eric Ten Hag, but it did feel like the Ferguson Daglish thing. It was, yeah, it respect, mutual respect, because how good each other are, and, and the roots as well from Scotland. But like it did feel like there was real animosity there. We've kind of lost that in the modern game. I don't think we've ever really got that. Again, a reference Jurgen and Pep who are fighting for everything, but high fives when they draw. Like yeah. you don't see that with Kenny, yeah. and you don't see that with Ferguson. It felt like it, it was really deep rooted in, within those two. And obviously, as the figureheads of both those clubs, it, it does try, it does drip down to everybody. Absolutely. I mean, Ferguson, without any question, when he came to. Uh, Manchester, having been at Aberdeen, where he had created a rival, he had created an enemy without for Aberdeen with the uh, Glasgow duopoly. You know, they get all the media attention, they get all the referees, they get everything. We're going to fight them every every inch of the way. He realised that worked as a tactic, and so he he brought that with him to Manchester United, and who were the obvious. Uh, rival. Oh, well, he knew about the rivalry in the club. No, let's let's play that up, build that up, and and uh, you know make sure that that's the thing we we go for. Yeah, there was there was hidden respect, and you know, uh, Douglas shall always say uh, that uh, you know Ferguson was the first person who contacted him after Hillsborough, and when, when the stand when the stand was open, Kenny stand was open. Fergie was there. Fergie was there, and you know the the, the great row that that we talk about in the book. Uh, in uh, 1988, when they're standing in the corridor having a right old go at each other, and and uh, Kenny Dalglish is holding his baby Lauren and says, "You get more sense out of her." That, apparently, according to Roy Evans, they were in the boot room having a drink afterwards. Yeah. So, in a sense, it's theatre. It's yeah. part of the. I think Fergie also it. knew that that would play well with United's fans as well. Well, the, they knocked them <clears> off the F and Page thing. Yeah. I mean, they have banners about it now. Yeah. And I remember when they won that 20th league title, God, it was horrendous. Mm. And they turn up at Anfield with the banner saying, yeah. you know, you told us to come back when come we back had to, and 18, here we yeah. are, that, the 19th thing, here we are kind of thing. It really did. Like, United were ropey before he arrived. And, he, yeah. you know, he's almost sacked at one point, yeah. he's heading that way. But that, it, it gave them that, I don't know, that sense of purpose. There's the enemy, let's go mm. and attack them as a, as a collective. Yeah. And it certainly worked. It was an amazing tactic for yeah, them. I think no one would have believed. I mean, I actually, to date myself, covered when Liverpool beat QPR to win the title in 1990. If you'd have said to anybody, it's going to be 30 years, they would have thought you were mad. Liverpool would not win the title again for 30 years. So in that time, United built up this head of steam and eventually overtook Liverpool, which was 
completely unthinkable at that time. Yeah, one of the chapters here, I think it's eighteen seven, and we're all you know it's still yeah. eighteen seven, yeah, and that's just, in ninety two, and it fast forward twenty odd years. Believe ago, it, would yeah. you? Just wouldn't believe it. Um, but I think Fergie, very early on, as Jim said, the identifiable enemy was Liverpool. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss and Kenny will defend Liverpool as fiercely as Fergie would defend United so the two of them came together like that yeah they might have a drink afterwards but when the game is on and the battle is on they were absolutely butting heads together two proud Scots but equally two proud Manchester United and Liverpool men and, and that's how it came out but now we see a more mellow relationship don't we as I say they seem friendly enough now but you can imagine if the two of them are on the touchline at the start of the season on Saturday they'd be exactly the same we're speaking on the eve obviously these two teams are going to have another massive clash it's a Monday night and all that stuff's happening what United have to do because Liverpool managed to do it, but it took a long time to get to get you know back on the pit and they're not there yet my eyes have still got more trophy more Premier League titles than them hopefully that changes in the next few years but I I really follow United closely and knows a lot about them the gap is huge is there any hope? What, what do you think that needs to happen for them to even begin to close it's it? It's going to be a long answer, this. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I think in simple terms, they need new ownership. Yeah. You know, um, you at Liverpool were saved from what Manchester United are by the crash in 2008 that exposed Hicks and Gillette as the hucksters that they were. Imagine if Hicks and Gillette were still in charge of Liverpool, where you would be now. You know, ultimately... We've talked about the personality of the manager, but ultimately it's the owners. And we've had at Manchester United since 2005, a bunch who have not invested anything, who have let everything decay, who have let the infrastructure just fester around them and fall apart. You know, they haven't put any money in. And ultimate, and then what money they have put in, they've, they've spent really badly. That's ultimately, I think, the thing. And, you know, They've got rid of that idiot Ed Woodward 
but he's brought his mate in, Richard Arnold. I, I, no, that's not going to change. And you and and you know you feel all the managers that they've had in just when when they when they go, managers would say this. Obviously, when they go, it's sort of you can't work there. It's impossible. You know, uh, um, Louis Van Gaal was saying to Ten Hag, "Don't take it, mate. It's it's a joke." Presumably, Ten Hag was given several noughts on the end of his contract <laughs> and decided it, it was Well, Van Gaal just said it was a commercial enterprise, didn't yeah. he, rather than a football club. So I'm afraid, ultimately, that that's it. In the immediate terms, just get better organised. Listen, I'll tell you what, the Stretford end would be jumping up and down if it ended in a nil-nil draw on Monday. Yeah, it's just yeah, within itself is a is a is a show of thing. Like, can I go back? To, I'm going to go back to end on a couple of stories from the book. Is there any in particular that you obviously any anyone you spoke to where it stands out as like a, a particular highlight of, of a, a really good story where someone's maybe enlightened you or something? Because I again I, I find actually as much as you're speaking to the players, it's like you're speaking to fans who. who I got like the guys in the 80s and the hooliganism and mm. the guy who says, yeah, he called me a, a bin dipper and he got a point I was a professional yeah, shopper. Yeah, like, yeah. The, it feels like you've spoken to a wide range of people. We, well, we, we did. We spoke to Steve Rotherham, who um, was really good. Um, we spoke to Andy Burnham as well, as, as a Mancunian mayor and an Everton fan. And Steve was great, recalling the, uh, the 1977 FA Cup final. He said, well, he said, we were beaten by two, and he uses a very bad word to describe the goal. <laughs> and you must quote me directly on that. But one of, I mean, it does involve a, a player or a manager, but one of my favourite stories was told by Phil Thompson. And Phil was absolutely great. I mean, when, you know, when he was talking about the good times for Liverpool, his face was wreathed in smiles. And when he was talking about the bad times, it was grimacing, typical Phil. And he said this story about when Liverpool had been knocked out in that 1999 game. And... Gerard Hooley had arranged them to go away for a few days to play a local team somewhere in France. And they flew out from Manchester Airport. When they got to Manchester Airport, as luck, bad luck would have it, they were met by Manchester United flying out to a Champions League quarter-final and obviously accompanied by an awful lot of their fans. Of course, they see Phil, who they recognise as Soccer Saturday, massive symbol of Liverpool, the fan who came from the cop and played. So, of course, they get stuck straight into <laughs> Phil. Phil said, I should have said nothing. I should have stood back. And then he said, but you know me. <laughs> and then he said, he started tearing into them. You know, we've won this, we've won that. You haven't. You. He said, I shouldn't have done it. He said, but I couldn't help myself. But he said, on a more serious point, he said it was one of the worst times of his career at Liverpool because it came home to him just how far ahead of it of Liverpool United were. And he said they then went and lost to this team of locals in, in France. And it sort of crystallised all the thoughts himself and Gerard Houllier had about rebuilding Liverpool, the pain of what they'd suffered at the airport, the pain of the defeat to these local guys, sort of French third division team when they won away. They came home, they decided to rebuild the team, Hippier, Henshaws, all those era of players came in. So out of that pain came the success of, of the treble of Liverpool won in 2001. Um, and it was just seeing Phil's face describing it all. And also in your mind's eye, you can see Phil thinking, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm saying something. I'm tearing into them. And he was he was laughing at himself because he had that phrase, you know me. And we think, yeah, we do know me. You're, you're not going to sit there and take this from a load of any nice fans. It was really good. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed that clip, guys. If you watched the full show, like I said earlier, do go over to redmenplus.com, sign up as a subscriber. That show is streaming available right now, both in video and podcast forms. So yeah, check it out, redmenplus.com. 
Thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more Red Men in your ears, then consider signing up to redmenplus.com. You get everything that's on the website in video and if you want it in podcast form. Uh, from £5 a month, redmenplus.com. You get two free items of merchandise every single season. If you sign up as a club legend, you get 20% discount codes every single month. Exclusive discounts from our partners as well as your name in the credits and each and every Red Men Plus show.